Hello, everyone. Glad you could join us on the Real People, Real God podcast. We'll spend the next little while getting to know God a little bit better by getting into the Bible and hearing what He has to say to us and through us. Welcome. Welcome back to the Real People, Real God podcast. I'm uh, Pastor Tim Howard, and really excited and happy to have you here with me. Um, This is part two. This is episode two of the uh, three baptisms Bible study that we're doing. And, uh, uh, I urge you to, if you've not listened to the first episode that you go back and do so, because there's a couple little disclaimers. I call them disclaimers. Maybe that's a bad word. Um, just a couple little intros, um, that I, I give to this study. And, uh, essentially what I'm saying is, is, um, uh, I urge you to don't Listen to everything I say without getting into the Word and asking the Holy Spirit to help you to understand and uh, to see what, what I'm talking about. So uh, with further ado, let's jump into this. Last episode, we kind of talked about the promise and what the promises mean, uh, Old Testament promises, and we're going to get into the New Testament promises too, um, because that really is where these baptisms come into play. So you may never have heard uh, baptisms um, discussed like this before, and I uh, just hope and pray that it opens your eyes and your understanding uh, to really what the Lord has for us. So I, uh, at the end of the last episode, I, I kind of told you what um, these three baptisms were. So we're actually going to go down through them, and we're going to look at some scriptures and... Uh, uh, just kind of discuss what they mean and what they are. Um, as always, get your scripture out, get your Bible, your, your iPad, computer, whatever you use, get it out and your highlighters. And, uh, I use these crayon type highlighters that are, uh, really good and they don't bleed through the pages. Um, so I urge you to do that and, uh, take some notes so you can go back, um, and look later. All right. So first baptism we're going to talk about is the Holy Spirit baptizes us in Jesus. Now, there is a really good teaching um, that uh, um, that you can hear uh, online from uh, Gateway Church. And um, Pastor Rob Morris does a really good teaching um, on this, um, very similar to what I'm using, not exact. He goes into more detail, and he, he does it probably a lot better than I am. Um, but it's, uh, same scriptural information. Um, so you, you can jump over to their channel and watch that as well, or, um, find a podcast from them and listen to it. I don't know what the sermon or the teaching or what episode is called, um, but it's very similar to this scripturally speaking. Um, so the first one is the Holy Spirit baptizes us in Jesus. Now we talked about what baptism meant in the, uh, first episode of this and, um, first part of this. And that is the immersion of something into a substance. Um, obviously, most of the time we're talking about water, but it doesn't have to be water. It can be immersed and you can be baptized in dirt. You can be baptized in mud. You can be da- baptized in sand. You have to understand, too, that when we're talking about baptism, that is a, um, a, a, a Christian word, so to speak, um, as we said in the last episode or last part is that baptism or ceremonial washing was not a new thing in Jesus's time. Um, but it was, um, probably the whole body immersion was maybe a little new or something, but the message that came with it was pretty new. So this, this immersion, um, means a full covering of means completely dipped in, um, put in whatever you want to call it. So the Holy spirit baptizes us in Jesus. 
Now, if you turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, um, and we're going to show you, there's, there's various scriptures, but I'm going to give you one specifically. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and starting in verse 12. For as the body is one and has many members, but all of the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit, capital S, that means the Holy Spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greek, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one Spirit. All right, let me underscore for by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. So what that means is the spirit, this is the Holy Spirit. It's capital S in the New King James Version, um, saying that, you know, it's the Holy Spirit. It's deity. It's God. The Holy Spirit is the one that immerses us into one body, which that body is in Christ Jesus. You know, so it's the Holy Spirit. How does that happen? How does he, you know, and we have to go back to John chapter 3, when Nicodemus came to visit Jesus, you know, and um, uh, he's asking about, you know, how does one have eternal life and so on. And he's talking about, you know, being uh, born again, that kind of thing. And Nicodemus is like, okay, how's that happen? How do I go back into uh, my mother's womb and be reborn? And she says, no, you must be born of water and born of spirit. And so this is an understanding, although that Nicodemus was a teacher of the law, he was a Pharisee, so he knew the prophets, he knew the Old Testament. However, this he did not understand. This was new, this was foreign to him. And so how can somebody be rebirthed? Same likeness here. How can somebody be baptized into Jesus? Jesus is a man. He's God in the flesh. He's man. How can he, how can somebody be immersed into Jesus? Well, if you remember, Jesus tells us in scripture, um, in John chapter 14 and verse 23, look at this. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him. Get this, folks. And we will come to him and make our home with him. Look at that. They will come, the Father and the Son, which are the same God, not two gods, one God. They will come to him and make their home with him. There's some supernatural thing that happens in the spirit realm that I don't think any of us grasp. However, we experience the change. We experience it. We recognize that encounter in our, in our bodies. Um, but God the Father and God the Son together take up residence in our, in our minds and in our hearts, in our bodies. You know, now we don't turn into them obviously, because our our bodies are flesh. They're sinful flesh. Our bodies can still sin and, and all that kind of thing. Um, but they make their home with us. How does that happen? All right. Once you meet Jesus, once you encounter Jesus, you're never the same again. Even if you, let's just say, fall off the wagon, like some people say, um, you still if you truly had an encounter now, 
you'll never be the same. You'll never forget Jesus. You know, you will remember that encounter for the rest of your life. And you believers know exactly what I'm talking about. If you've experienced Jesus and had that encounter with him, you know what that's like. That means he has, um, he has impacted you. He has visited you, if you will. He has, you know, taken up a, a, made a home within you because now in your thoughts and in your heart, he is always there. Now, you may not always put him to the front of your mind. You may not always think about him every day and so on, but he has taken up a home. Now, his name, your encounter with him is now imprinted in your heart and in your mind. And so you don't forget. Most of the time, the reaction or the response to that is, I want to know him more. And that is the way it is for most believers. And we really strive to know him more. Um, but so that's what it means when, when the Holy Spirit baptizes us in Jesus, the Holy Spirit, you know, somehow in some fashion, um, makes Jesus known to us, usually through another believer or, or song or something, you know, having to do with the person, um, doesn't have to, it could just be, you know, the Holy Spirit himself, but usually it's through somebody. Um, the Holy Spirit makes Jesus known to us. And once we are convicted, once we realize our sin, and once we realize we need to make a change, um, we are never the same again because the imprint of Christ is always in us, always in our minds and always in our hearts. It is the Holy Spirit who does that. It is the Holy Spirit who immerses you in Christ It is the Holy Spirit who convicts you of sin, righteousness, and judgment. It is the Holy Spirit who introduces Jesus to you, even if it's through someone else. It is the Holy Spirit that immerses you in Christ and and gives Christ the ability to come in and make his home with you. So there is the um, baptism in Jesus. That's the baptism in Jesus. Um, So most of the time, if we kind of bring this back to a, a different understanding is that this occurs when we give our hearts to Jesus. This is the point where belief opens the heart. The Holy, Holy Spirit opens the heart for godly habitation within us. That's where this is. So when you are saved, that's the term a lot of people use when you're born again, as, as Jesus is, uses uh, in his conversation with Nicodemus in John chapter three, um, when you are born again, when you are saved, you know, whatever word you use, this is when the Holy Spirit baptizes you in Jesus because he is imprinted in your heart and in your mind and you'll never forget him. This is immersion. This is immersion. Okay. Um, so the Holy Spirit in this particular baptism, it is the Holy Spirit who baptizes us in Jesus. Now that's key to remember. We're going to get to that a little later, but that's key to remember. It is the Holy Spirit who baptizes us in Jesus. Now let's move on. I think we have time for at least one more baptism um, in this uh, part, part two. Disciples, that means followers, learners, students of Christ, they baptize us in water. Okay, let's look at scripture for that one. 
in Matthew 28, um, 19, I believe is what that is. Let me verify because my, uh, my uh, font, my print on my notes here is kind of skewed a little bit. Let's look this up. Matthew 28. See, you can't, you can't uh, rule out the, the old paper Bible. You have to, you have to go back to it. Matthew 28:19. Okay. Matthew 28, 8 verses 18 and 19. That's what we're looking at here. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so here we go with this uh, baptism in water. Now this is, most all Christian denominations believe in this. Some believe that you have to, some believe you don't have to, some believe you should, whatever the case, this is that baptism. Some denominations and uh, Christian beliefs believe sprinkling is okay, um, but this is total immersion. That's the, what, what the word baptism means. Um, so Jesus has given authority to all of his disciples, not just the ones that, that walk the earth. And you, this is confirmed in Mark chapter 16 um, when he talks about, you know, those who believe. Um, so all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. In other words, God has given him authority and the, the work that he's done on earth, he has authority because he has perfected um, the law and has not sinned and all that. So all the blessings are his. So therefore, um, he has authority in heaven and on earth to do what we could not do. And so now he's commissioning believers and disciples to do the same things he did because the promises and the blessings that come through perfect obedience um, in which he is now entitled to um, come to us through him because the authority was his, is his, and he has passed that authority on us. So go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them, immersing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So this is baptism in water. And there are uh, several uh, um, scriptural stories of this. Um, there was an Ethiopian that was baptized in water. Jesus was baptized in water. Of course, John the Baptist was baptizing people in water. So this is very, very... Um, you know, throughout the New Testament. Um, and so baptizing in the water in the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So what does this do? I mean, this is, this is a, does the water really cleanse us? Um, and this is, um, this is more than anything. This is a uh, outward expression of what has happened on the inside. It is an outward sign of an inward change. So the Holy Spirit baptized you into Jesus, introduced you into Jesus, made it possible for him to uh, live within you. Um, and so what water baptism is, water baptism is that outward expression. Remember when um, 
John came baptizing, and when Jesus began his ministry, they both preached the same thing. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. They both preached the same thing, and that was repent um, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, the kingdom is near. Um, so it's time to change your life. It's time to quit living in sin and live for Jesus. So um, they preached the same message, and the baptism was for remission of sins. It was an outward expression of that ceremonial washing, that ceremonial cleansing that the Jewish people had used uh, for many years. So this was a symbol. We're not just washing hands. We're not just washing feet. We're going to just cleanse the whole body. And so baptizing in the Jordan River or wherever they baptized at the time, Jesus was baptized in the Jordan, uh, fully immersed into the water and come up out of the water. And that is an expression that was an outward expression to you, to God and to other people that now, uh, you know, I am clean, clean on the inside. Um, therefore what's on the inside comes out. And so therefore I am clean on the outside. Now that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, you don't sin anymore because certainly you will if, unless you make a conscious choice decision not to. So this is symbolic of the new man. It's symbolic of being buried with Christ and brought up out of the water and resurrected again. It's symbolic of going down in the water, being cleansed, your sins essentially being washed away, as some of the old songs say, and being brought to new life. So this is a symbol of being a new man, uh, being cleansed by Jesus, um, by his death, burial, and resurrection. And so... Uh, who can baptize? Any disciple of Jesus can baptize someone. It does not have to be a pastor. It does not have to be anybody of any ranking. Um, but it needs to be a disciple, a follower of Christ, somebody who's living for Christ and, you know, who, uh, is living as they are cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Um, so there's no special authority need to be done. Now, Perhaps there are some denominations that might believe that, but I don't believe that in uh, that it says that in Scripture anywhere. So any disciple can baptize someone. Um, I've baptized people uh, long before I was a pastor. Uh, I know one guy on our way home from work. We met at the creek, and uh, we uh, we baptized in the very cold, cold creek. I baptized him. Um, I remember having a friend baptize me a long time ago. Um, I've baptized many people, um, whether it be in a creek, in a lake, in a swimming pool, wherever. Um, you know, and I baptized some before I was a pastor and some after I was a pastor. But we do it in the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as Scripture says. So the, this is our command. This is our command from Jesus. Um, go therefore and make disciples of the nations. In other words, lead people to the Lord and teach them about him um, and baptize them, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So that's that outward sign of that inward change. And uh, that's really what the outward baptism is about. I'll say one little thing uh, about water baptism, if it's needed or if it has to or not. And I know there will be people that... Um, believe in different ways. And that's okay. I, I'm just going to stick to what I believe. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not going to argue scripture, but, um, I believe that, um, you do not have to be water baptized to go to heaven because that's a very, very, very common question. I do not believe that. I'll give you one scriptural foundation for that. There are many, but I'll give you one. 
and one is the most common, and that is the thief on the cross. Remember Jesus, when he hung on the cross, there was two thieves, um, or two people being condemned, two men beside him on crosses on either side. And uh, one of them was not so nice, but the other one was like, um, you know, he, he was telling Jesus as they were hanging there, uh, literally dying, um, you know, he, uh, he said, you know, help me, you know, he, he was kind of, uh, looking to Jesus to, to help him or whatever. And, um, and Jesus told him, he said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Um, which leads us to believe that Jesus was telling him, Hey, you're going to have, you're going to have eternal life because you believe in who I am. Um, and so, um, well, that thief did not have the opportunity to be baptized. He was baptized into Jesus probably at that point. Um, but he was not, uh, didn't have the opportunity to come down off the cross and be baptized in water. Um, and I believe what Jesus said is true. And that's just one. There are other examples, but like I said, I'm not really going to get down into that because that's not what this is truly about. Um, because Jesus, um, we should follow in his steps. We should be baptized in water. We should go through that outward expression of what's happened, the change that's happened on the inside. So we should definitely do that. If you've not been water baptized and you're a believer, talk to your pastor or a friend, a disciple, somebody that's, you know, living for Christ and go get baptized. You know, it's really a great, awesome experience. It's just really solidifies what the Holy Spirit is doing within you. So I urge you to do that if you've never done that before. And, um, you know, uh, have that experience and uh, just just have that outward uh, expression of that inward change. Well, that's okay. That's all right. Um, all for this episode. So I certainly appreciate you joining me. We're um, we're going to move on uh, in the next episode to the third baptism and some other uh, information about uh, baptism. So I hope this study is going well for you. I'm excited to be bringing it to you. And so until uh, part three, um, thank you for listening and God bless. We're so glad you could join us for this episode of the Real People, Real God podcast. You can support this podcast by visiting www.valleyviewchapel.net and click on the donate button. Music was by Kevin McLeod, and my name is Tim Howard. Until next time, may the Spirit of God continue to teach you His ways.